Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Hey friends, I have a huge announcement to make. I'm very excited to tell you about this. T.J. and I will be celebrating our 200th episode with a live show March 10th at the Irvine Improv at 4 p.m. It's going to be a pretty special day. It would mean a lot to us if you could make it. Um, We'd really like the real 12 and a half to be there, so please come if you can couple other announcements. This week I'm at Wise Guys in downtown Salt Lake City. That's February 14th for Valentine's Day. I'm in Ogden the 15th and 16th, so come on out and say hello. TJ will be at the San Jose Improv February 22nd through 24th. We'll both be performing at the Richmond, Virginia Funny Bone Friday and Saturday, March 1st and 2nd. I'll be headlining that Thursday and Sunday nights. Okay, that's the news. Please come to the 200th episode if you can. We'd love to celebrate with you. We look forward to meeting you. This is TJ and his PJs coming at you with a hot, buttery voice that K8 heard me using on the hot ones. If you haven't seen the hot ones, circa 2000-something. I did an interview on uh, a hot wing hot sauce interview program. And it is available on Who's Tube? Use Tube. Mm. Feeling good? We're in the old silky jam jams. Talking about a couple of jammies that are ready to do something for your mammy. <laughs> I like it. So I'm actually coming to you live in the silkies, just getting ready to rock, roll, and take a motherfucking stroll. You know what it is. Down here in Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, I'm at the pajamas convention, obviously the rival convention to the Durham PJ's convention. Basically, it breaks down like this. If you got your silky smooths on, or you're rocking the flannel. If you've got your light, stretchy wools on. Well, and those are wools in sheep's clothing. Because there's a cotton blend, baby. Oh, yeah. I like what I'm saying. <laughs> Seeing. So, I'm down here. I'm hosting a couple of uh, gravelly voice seminars. Uh, I'm talking about silkies. Uh, like the silky jam jams. And, um, you know, for the most part, uh, Kate was asking me, you know, growing up. Did you say PJ, TJ, or did you say pajama mama, hamalama, a ding dong? <laughs> of course, that's long for a lot of people say that's short for this. That's long for pajamas. And I told her, I said, 
You know, truth be told, I said pajamas. You know, my parents would say, get in your pajamas. And I said, what about you? And she said, pajamas. But some people say PJs growing up. And I said, I'm glad that's not you. Because I would divorce that sweet, silky, smooth bottom PJs. Oop. What? Hey, what the? Who the? Horn here's Who the? TJ Miller, how you doing Holy there? Holy smokers and artichokers. What are you doing at the pajama ch- convention? Um, well, God, Cash, did you? Hold on. You don't have a wristband. I don't, but I'm wearing a robe. I actually came over from the robe convention. You really? Yeah, there's three conventions here in town. That? Yeah, three it's conventions. It's not a Tri City situation mm-hmm. either. So it's sort of in a different. It's in Greensboro. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I drove over to my Yeah, yeah. Just looking for interviews. I thought maybe I'd meet up with Hugh Hefner. He's, I bet he's here, right? Um, gosh, I hate to tell you this, but Hugh Hefner is as dead as a door. Now. What? What? <laughs> he's. <laughs> well, that's not funny. I mean, that's a. He's no. He's as dead as a doornail and as hard as a rock. That's what Hugh Hefner's got going on. He's down here for one final sexual experience. And um, he's dead, obviously, but he's maintained an erection for years. Are you saying his cock is still hard as a rock? Oh, my God! How can I didn't we, think how you'd can go you that of, blue. Yeah, I can, that I'm blue. sorry. I'd like to apologize. We're but it's true. I mean, out. you know, the rigor mortis set in and yeah. stayed in, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. A lot of people theorize that maybe he died from an overdose of Viagra because of how long he's been dead as a doornail and hard as a rock. Oh, yeah. Always rocking this. Is it more rigor or more mortis? Which one? I think it's more rigor. Mm-hmm. And, and it's rigor. More tie. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, I see an ancient Greek way of saying yeah. More tie. Yeah. And... You know, he's, it's an interesting thing. So anyway, he's, some of his ex-wives are going to perform sort of sex on him. Not necessarily anal or vaginal or, it's really intercourse and it might be social. So they may yeah. just kind of chat yeah. him up. So this convention here is 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 sort of trying to decide, this is the pajama convention and you're saying across the river. And we're the, the warring faction against those yeah. who said PJs growing up. Yeah. Had PJs, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of hatred in the country right now, and so we wanted to contribute to that by kind of and senseless hatred, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, if you see one of these uh, initialers, we've been calling them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, walking around town, you know, we don't spit on them, but yeah. we'll throw sort of goat's blood on their pajamas. And nothing too obscene. Yeah. Nothing too obscene, and I, I mean, occasionally. The goat has just been killed for the blood, and the rigor mortis sets in. And you got a little uh, stiff goat dick on your hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Throw a little ghee butter on that pole. Yeah, we come t- full circle. <laughs> Throw a little ghee butter on that totem pole and uh, on that goat pole. And you're going to want to get a hedgehog, a good-looking hedgehog, to do a little dance before the pole comes down. <laughs> And uh, I know you're really concerned that this was going to be a blue pod, mm-hmm. as they say in yeah. the business, but I don't think so. I'm, I'm excited about this. So, mm, you smell that smell of the sweet, silky jam on there. A lot of sweet, silky jams here. And some people brought their mothers, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, those we call the uh, uh, bad... Mamas of the mamma jamas. <laughs> Bad mamas and mamma jamas. Did you wear pajamas uh, when you were growing up? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And I wear them now as an adult. I didn't, for a long time, I didn't. I would wrap myself in three day old bacon because the grease would smooth out the sadness mm-hmm. of my thighs and upper torso. And then I went through a phase where I was kind of. You know, are you familiar with marshmallow fluff? Uh,. Am I familiar with it? I've yeah. got some in my pockets right now. Oh my God! Yeah, this so you robe, see more than these robes. These robes. This robe is filled with these robes. I'm wearing two robes. You're wearing bet. double robes. Yeah, I go double robes. I double down on the robes. De robles. Uh, if uh, dos robles. Yeah. Dos robles. 
Yes, because if one robe falls off, you always want to have a secondary robe oh, yeah, underneath, definitely. just in case. And for a while, just to kind of cover those private parts, if you know what I'm talking about. I think Ladies, take a break. Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. Well, women also have private parts. And 102.7, the beach. The beach. The beach coming to you. We were in Florida, and it was 102.7, the beach. I mean, it was really like... That. You can't do... Uh, well, their rival is 96.9, the jellyfish. The jellyfish. If you get stuck... Get ready to piss on your friend. Hit it! Dun, 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 dun. Double uh, shots of crocus on the beach. Get that sea cucumber ready because you're about to squirt. D-Town. My son had a had an interesting one when we were listening to the beach. He's like, from the people that brought you the beach, 97.3, the barf. Puke and rock music into your ears since 1984. No, who said that, Chance? Chance it would be so much funnier if Wynn said it, but I I really think that uh, that he's coming into his own as a little comedian. What would you yeah. think if he became a comedian? Uh, I I mean I wouldn't mind it at all. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed I enjoy his jokes. <laughs> I mean that came out of nowhere, just from the back seat. We were driving. He's like, from the people that brought you the beach, ninety seven point three, the barf puke and rock music into your ears since nineteen eighty four. Does he? Does <laughs> but he, he did listen it in his podcast. Hiking? No, I haven't. I haven't really had him listen. To the, you know, we do baseball podcasts for babies still. We still have a ton of episodes. Or how many? We probably have seventy episodes. No. And then we started bringing Win in, even before he could barely talk. I mean, it was fun to we'd interview Win. Baseball podcast. Yeah, for it's babies. still happening, and I'll, I'll release those at some point. I'm serious. Chance, I think, thinks that I know he thinks that they're out. They're being released. But so I, you're I just want to protect. Uh, you're a lying. Little bit. Little bit. You're lying to your son. You know but, what I heard? Yeah. Levies sometimes lie. Levies never lie. Le- levies, levies are. Levies are loyal. Levies never quit. Levies, ne- levies. I, I have these levies little things I say the, to my kids. Levy, what is it? Levies sink the big shots. Yeah, le- levies hit the big shots. Right, I say that. Levies, levies never quit. Uh, levies are loyal. I make these little speeches. But it's, when uh, are happening. it's levies always keep their promises. Levies sometimes lie. Luckily, it's only to losers. Yeah. So here's here is the funniest one. We went to the. Uh, I've been wanting to tell you this story. Wynn is a huge uh, Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Yay! That's for great. some reason the igloo. Yeah, he's, he loves the Penguins. Because you uh, know, I lived in Pittsburgh. I was just did you really? doing uh, stand up comedy. I didn't even live there. Sold out. Added a show on Sunday. I know um, you love that city. I like that city a lot. I lived too. there for she's out of my league. Yeah, so I really like is, that. Yeah. That movie is one of the movies that is. Sincerely, like Pittsburgh. It's yeah. about people from Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's about the. It's a really, yeah, yeah. And so he he likes the Penguins. I think my you know my five year old win because he he I at one point I was making a speech about how it's probably one of the better mascots. I mean, you think a penguin out of all the uh, hockey mascots, well, it's an animal ice, that yeah. would be pretty comfortable on the ice, right? And it's more comfortable so, than the uh, Anaheim antelopes <laughs> skating around, sliding down. So I decided to take him breaking legs and making eggs. <laughs> I decided to take him to the Kings Penguins game. Oh wow! And you know, I take Chance and win. We left April at home. Once in a while, I like to take the guys out, just just the guys. And April probably appreciates that. Right yeah, now. she needs the time off anyway. So I take him there, and we get. I'm thinking it's not going to be hard to get tickets. I mean, it's Penguins Kings, right? Yeah. Kings are in last place. This isn't going to be a problem. So we go to the Staples Center. We've planned this for weeks. We're, they're very excited. We show up. We're just going to buy tickets. Last place, Kings. And it's Star Wars night, and the game's completely sold out. It's Star Wars night? Star Wars That's night. That's how weird gonna our culture kind of, is now. Some kind of weird like Star Wars giveaway, and there's going to be some kind of promotional at the end with lasers. Tie-in, yeah. yeah. So it's it's sold out. Of course, I didn't know this. So my first scalper I saw, uh, he asked for $350 a ticket. What? And it's a meaningless... Regular season game with a last place team. And so I kind of laughed at him and I go, yeah, I'm sure it'll be. He goes, good luck, dude. And I go, I don't think I'll need any luck. I'm like, I go, are they still in last place? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I think I'll be fine. But I didn't know at the time, you know, that really it was going to be tough, right? So we're walking around the stadium. There's no tickets. The tickets are astronomically high. And I'm just really upset now because, I mean, my five-year-old. in the $350 range. They were all like. I didn't find any at that juncture uh, under two fifty, wow. so that's seven fifty for a regular season. And my son, he's been excited about this for weeks, 
and Chance at one point is like, well, I mean, he's trying to be nice, but he's like, you know, there's there's bowling across the street. I guess we could just go bowling instead. And I was like, he's no. so adult. Whenever yeah, he was trying to be cool. Yeah, he was he was trying to just ease the because he knew I was stressed. And what's so frustrating for me was I've got my hand up in the air. I'm like, I need three tickets. The whole thing. My wind's starting to freak out. He doesn't know if we can get in now. And I see three different ways I could sneak myself in. It's like being Clark Kent. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I know how to and sneak into this venue. Super, you know what I mean? But I can't do it. I can't. My kryptonite is the kryptonite. My kryptonite is the kids in this Which situation. You, you've said no. You've said that across the board. I'm not going to sneak into places with them uh, if they know it. I have snuck into a couple events with them without them knowing it. But they're old enough now where they would have known we were sneaking in. I can't do that. But it was so frustrating because it's like I could get in here any moment of any day. So, uh, so then uh, the second time chance was like we could we could just I mean I guess we can just go do something else. And Wynn starts to almost cry, and I grab both of them like let me tell you one thing about levies. Like levies always get into the game. We're gonna get in the game. Trust me. We'll find a way. And at that point, I was like, I'm going to have to sneak the three of us in if I have to. Wow. And they're going to know about it. But just then, very soon after, uh, we found uh, a scalper that was fairly affordable, but it was still like 200 total, which is a lot. But I was like, I don't want to let my son down. I don't want his first memory of a sporting event to be his dad not getting him into his favorite team's game. So we go inside. The Penguins got their ass kicked. Uh, the kids cried, both of them, during the Star Wars uh, uh, thing when Darth Vader came on. Because they don't watch a lot of movies. They've never seen Darth Star- I mean, Darth Vader, if you've never seen him before, is kind of scary. They're showing these big clips of the movie. So they were that and he's, scared. He's, you know, they were scared. Chance wasn't really crying, but Wynn was. He had to turn around. Uh, they got their asses kicked. And then on the way home, I asked Wynn. I'm like, right before he fell asleep, I go, hey, buddy, did you have a good time tonight? And he's like, it was boring. Then he fell asleep. <laughs> no. Isn't that perfect? Though? So that is and being a dad. Remember. That's being a dad. I know. And now he'll never remember. I was waiting for weeks to do this with these guys. And that's being a dad. Sometimes he just doesn't work out for you. You know, it was boring. But that's but, not your fault. It wasn't my fault. But Levy's always get in. I guess. In this you know case. what? We should do a podcast. You want to uh, start off the podcast like we sometimes do with the uh, triple banger like lightning round. Uh, triple banger lightning round. It's so silky in these pajamas. A lot of you listeners may not know this, but I am in silk pajamas. Yeah, right what now. is that design on them? Uh, it's a tuxedo. Oh, it's a tuxedo design on the silk pajamas. So you could wear that to I a formal event. I have worn that. I've worn that to dinner in Miami Beach in South Really? Beach, and no one batted an eye. <laughs> they were all like, nice, really formal. We had we were in Miami Beach together. Uh, Kate was there. She came. My kids and my wife came. And yeah. uh, we had a little, that's why we weren't able to do any pods. Yeah, but, where uh, were you? It was a, it was a, uh, it's a wet heat there. It's a wet heat. It's a wet heat. Yeah. The water is very wet there. It's a wet heat. No one ever says that. It's, it's, a always, it's always, it's a dry heat. It's, yeah. a, it's a wet heat. Because I think a dry heat, you're like, well, at least it's a dry heat. No one would ever go, well, at least it's a wet, muggy, humid heat. Yeah. 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 It's a wet heat. But oh, we went out yeah. into the ocean and I was impressed because you're, every, the whole fam, both families uh, into the ocean. Yeah. And I and, didn't know uh, this, but Cash was saying. That a lot of women just don't get in the ocean. And he was impressed um, that K8 got into the ocean. But she loves. I, I wouldn't going even say ocean. just women. A lot of people go near the water and don't go in, and that is a crime. That is a crime. You know well, Levies always put their head under the water. That's another one. That's another one. You have you to do. go all. You have to. You said you have a couple, but you have a lot of them. Yeah. yeah I mean, the thing about K8 is sometimes she it's won't very go under because. Uh, or she won't go under because of her hair, but not always. Oftentimes she'll sort of go in there, but you know she likes kind of playing in the ocean, so she likes to be picked she up. She can and swim like around. a dolphin. She can swim like a dolphin, and then she has a blowhole in the back of her neck, <laughs> which helps. Which really helps. Ouch! 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 So did, what else? You were swimming that day. Yeah, I swam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I swam. So, what do you do? Anything what do you do for a living? <laughs> Where are you from originally? <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah, something uh, absolutely unique happened to me 
in the ocean, and that is I found a couple of the ugliest seashells I've ever mm. seen, mm. and I gave them to K8. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your background. Mm. Well, I actually, I never wore pajamas growing up. But, you know, the Miami experience, you know, it can be very discombobulating to be in the ocean for too long. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I seriously. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so I actually <laughs> went into the ocean, and uh, Kay and I were there. Mm. And I turned to Kay, and I'm like, are you hungry? Mm. And she said, yeah. And so we got out of the ocean. We went. We got oh, something man. to eat. See, I'm trying to. I was trying to set up a story. <laughs> I like it. I was trying to set up a story, and if I'm too obvious about setting up a story with TJ, this story, I get it. I'll tell you what. Yeah. We'll trade because this okay. is one of the all-time great stories. Okay. But if we're gonna do this. We gotta do it like mm-hmm. men. Okay. I'm going to need you, once I'm finished, to do the Yoda orgasm bit. Because you're doing Yoda. You're doing a Yoda voice in your act right now. Okay? It's a component. But I'm really going to need to hear it. Story I must hear. <laughs> God. How long has it been? I'll do Yoda if I have to, to, to hear this story. Okay. So, Kate and I. Ah, boy. So, Kate and I are in the ocean. And. You know, Kate and I, I I'm kind of doing the shark thing, so I'm going underwater. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as you want to do, as I want mm-hmm. to do, and avoid yeah. it, I want to. Yeah, and so I was kind of finding out, you know, where was she under the water? And the water is so blue on Miami Beach, at least in South Beach, mm-hmm. that you can just open your eyes and see everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would try and find her feet and get at those feet, you know, try and find her legs, you know. I'm respectful, so I stayed away from the buttock. Left one. Right one was fair territory, <laughs> Daddy. So, daddy came home for Christmas. Daddy came home for Christmas. So, so Christmas. Uh, so she, so I go under one point. We had just had, this is important. We had just gone to the Giovanni Versace's mansion and there's a restaurant in there and it's an excellent restaurant it's a little you know a little overpriced a little pricey but the food is really good black it's pajama kind of only it. you know this that's yeah. where i wore this mm-hmm. so we had eaten there and we had had this delicious uh pasta pesta pesca primavera whatever it was sort of the you know fruits of fruit de mer just all the great seafood on this incredible pasta. Oh, it's and it's a squid ink pasta, so it's black. <laughs> so yeah. I was, and we had some other food, obviously. So we go uh, into the ocean, and I actually remember what I was doing. And I think you may have seen this. Was I was I was be, being a monster. I did see that. So I would sort of... I didn't I, know that was I a, scared your children also. I didn't know that was a character. Uh, yeah. I, no, yeah. no, no. It's not a character. I was just being a monster. <laughs> so, you know... Yeah, like, he was throwing them around. So, yeah. I, I would throw yeah. kids in the air and, and Kate. And what you do is you kind of hide. And then suddenly you come up from the water and you, you use your immense strength and arm length mm-hmm. and giant hands to splash so hard that the water goes so high that people can't see you and it's you're almost in a water version of the jungle and lost in the foliage so i'm doing that and it's really scaring kid i mean i am a very scary monster i think the kids did well but it's pretty scary so i make these terrible faces don't sell yourself short you're a scary person yeah thank you but a really scary monster (laughs) so so then so I'm doing that, but when you do that, water gets in your nose. It gets your. I kind of had swimming ear yeah. a little bit, so I was trying to get that out yeah. by jumping up and down and shaking my head to the side because that was what you, advice you gave me. I go, you swim a lot. What do you do with swimmers ear? And you go, oh no, it's about what you know. Kate told you, you just kind of jump. They said so eventually you have to put rubbing alcohol in your ear. You did mention that, work, yeah. but you told me to jump for a while. Okay. So I did that for a little while. So then I'm kind of doing the shark stuff. So this is why I think Kate enjoys, because we don't just get in the ocean and swim around. I show her tricks and 
handstands yeah. and you're saying without you monster. around without the monster you don't think she would get in the ocean i think she would yeah i think she likes the water yeah. a lot okay but not as much and not and for not as long so she's you know i'm kind of going after it and then i come up and i i suddenly get a little i come up with a little water in my mouth and I go to spit it out, and I I swallow a little, and then I go, <laughs> and then <laughs> I just look very sick, and I start coughing. I mean, violently coughing yeah. to get the water out of my lungs, ostensibly or wherever it is. And I'm coughing, and I'm coughing. <laughs> Kate's like, "Are you okay?" And I go, "Yeah." And then I puked in the ocean, which is just yeah. Something I've never done and something I don't think a lot of people do. But what's amazing is you don't have... I mean, here are the pros mm-hmm. for puking the ocean. Okay. okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't. And we're going to have a shirt made, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. That would be such a good shirt to sell. On and I was going to say at the top of this podcast that no dolphins were killed in the making of this podcast. But now I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, a couple sea cucumbers ate it. But what are the pros? I so never considered the pros of peeking. The, the pros ocean. are you don't have to bend over. So I stood up straight and projectile vomited into the ocean. Okay. Two, there's no mess. You're not worried about any mess, right? It just goes in the ocean and it just floats away, right? Three, it's fish food. You're feeding the fish. Yeah. They're not going to see vomit. Human mm-hmm. vomit is anything more than... I had recently eaten. So there's a lot of whole pasta that came out of my mouth straight forward several feet into the ocean. Okay. Lastly, if there's no mess on your face. There's no mess. You just dunk your head. Great place to throw up. And now you're clean. I think if you have to throw up. I got to say, I think it's the number one place to it's throw up. The best up. place to throw up. I mean, if you're sick on the, the beach, cleanest. run into the ocean. Yeah. Of course. So, but fresh water, maybe if you could throw up in a waterfall. No, I don't think. I mean, the ocean, it, it just, just immediately away from you. floated away. Yeah, that's true. From me. And, um, and you almost feel like you've, you've done something for the, like you've, you've enhanced the world. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, regular vomit is just a mess. It's essentially garbage. It's sort of bile and, and human waste gone the wrong way. And it's something you have to clean up. This is just a totally different conception of that because you're just puking straight forward into the ocean. It just floats away, and it's a gift to the sea. <laughs> a gift. Here are the cons of puking in the yeah, ocean. the cons. Well, the, the throwing up part, right? No. No. And I'd appreciate just okay. if you hear the cadence of a punchline coming, because yeah. you are a comedian, Yeah. just hold. Okay. You know, hold okay. on it. So I'm going to start from the get-go. So here are the pros of puking in the ocean. Okay. You don't have to bend over. You just projectile vomit okay. straight out. You, it's fish food. They're eating it. It's good for them. That's what it is. It's, you're not messy. You just dunk your head. You're immediately clean. Okay. Uh, there's no shame associated in it. Here are the cons to throwing up in the ocean. <laughs> none. There are none. All right, all there's right. just not even one. And I can't tell you how many people listening to this right now are yeah. like, that wasn't really that funny. But boy, <laughs> would it have been. But a lot I mean, of regret for them. But it was my pause. It was my pause that really made it work. I was thinking that you would break in again, <laughs> kind of falsetto style. Yeah. And then I you thought did to it. do that. So in a way, I thought to do that. In a way, I you considered it. In a way, you ruined it twice. Uh, well, know? I'm not taking responsibility for the second one. I don't think you should. I will ask you this. So I'm going to do it a third time. I will ask you this. Pros. <laughs> Of puking in the ocean. One, you don't have to bend over. Two, there's no cleanup. It just goes in the ocean and floats away from you. Mm-hmm. You're not even sitting in your own waste, mm-hmm. right? Three, there is no waste. It's fish food. They're loving it. 
They went straight for it. And some of it was whole pasta because I had eaten so recently. So a lot of these fishies are like, whoa, Italian for dinner tonight? Um, three, uh, or I think this is four, uh, you're not messy. You dunk your head. Um, five, there's no shame associated with it. Six, Kate actually said she's, I, I oh, I was laughing while I was vomiting, which is, that rarely ever happens. But there were no negative repercussions. I could feel it. So I was laughing and puking. And a lot of it was black uh, noodles, whole noodles. And so she said that I had been acting like a monster. And then suddenly I'm coughing. And then I'm just spewing black liquid and pasta. So she was like, and then it looked like you were a monster. <laughs> Well, I Here are the con. Oh. I ruined that. No, do you think no, this story would be better? Con- you want to con- you want to do the con part? Here are the cons to view the ocean. Nothing. There are no cons at all. There's no no drawback. It's the first time you ever puke and are happy that you puke. Yeah. Because here I am going. I didn't really need to eat as yeah. much as I did. So because I'm cutting weight for this Drew Barrymore movie. So mm-hmm. here I go puking all that out and. It got rid of my swimmer's ear. Did it really? Yes. That part I never heard. So there you go. Well, you kind of usually... I wasn't listening to the You usually cut me off right before the cons. Uh, But Uh, it was... So that was really, Would this story be better served to to be aired on the beach or 97.3 The Barf? What do you think? Oh, wow. Does it fit into... Which one does it fit into better? I don't know. I think it's both. Did I tell the kids that you I You know, the children the were all around for that, so I think that maybe that's where the idea of 97.3 But did I tell came. them that or not? I felt like you did. I felt like they knew. I think I told them. I don't think... They didn't see it. Only they Kate see it. saw it. No, you, they didn't see it. They just heard about but it. But it was really, really funny. And what do you so think? I recommend it to well, anybody let's who talk has about, to puke. Let's, let's rank sicknesses. Because let's rank like your most pleasurable. Because there's a few sicknesses that are almost pleasurable, and then we'll go down the list. Sure. I think I think having Orgasm. a fever. Oh, no, fever! I think have a fever when you're really hot and really cold, especially when you get really cold. I kind of like it. Really? Yeah, not the hot part, but the cold part. I like because you take can a take fever a shower over the flu. I like the fever. I think the fever is my favorite sickness. A symptom of a sickness. That is so weird. Well, look, none of the other ones are great, so let's remember that. But if you, because you can, you can fix it. You're freezing. You have the chills. I guess I'd put it this way: I like the chills the best. I don't hate the chills. The chills you can just get in a hot shower, and it enhances I a ne- hot shower to have the chills. I never thought that I would hear someone talk about sicknesses that they like. Well, the the chills are better than I'm I'm let's go down the list. I enjoy polio chills, because nobody asks you to get No, I'm talking seat. about the symptoms. Oh. The symptoms. Chills are my favorite part of being sick. My least favorite the chills are the thrills. The chills are the thrills. The least favorite thing that I eight point two the fever. The thing I dislike the most about being sick is having a stuffed up nose. Yeah, I think there's that. That's terrible. And then a headache, I think, is second in terms of being terrible. And then most of the rest of it, I don't even care that much. I don't care that much if I have the chills. I don't care. I don't. Being achy is. I can. I can survive that. I don't care that much about a sore throat. Do you? No, but I like getting the Waffle House once. What is that? W a n t s. The Waffle House once is when you just, you're in a Waffle House and you want to do something, but you can't. And all you want to do is show tits and eat grits. <laughs> I don't but, even know. <laughs> I don't even think that's a thing. But, you know, I don't think that's a thing. I think, you know, it's <laughs> similar to the chills in a hot shower. Oh, God. You just, all you want to do is show tits and eat grits. And you can't show tits in a Waffle House. You certainly can't eat grits. They don't even offer it on the menu, I don't think. I've never been in a Waffle House. I mean, I've tried. Lord knows I've tried. But yeah, I mean, I don't think there's even one sickness that I would be like, yes. No, no, you're never. I'm not saying you're like, yes. I'm saying I can serve. I'll tell you what I hate about the chills or about even the sore throat is I know what's coming. I'm going to dislike what comes later more. That's what I'm trying to say. I dislike the. I like uh, vomiting. 
See, I hate the I vomiting. Like, no, I, I hate like coughing. I hate. I don't like coughing really hard. I really coughing don't like the can headache. Get you high though. I don't if like the headache. You cough hard enough, you start to get really? high. Really? Yeah, because I've coughed a lot. I've bad acid reflux. Really? I've coughed so hard, I've gotten a euphoria. Hmm. I think it's because it you're not able to get enough air into your brain. Hmm. Okay. It's up there. Well, this has been so fun talking about the ocean and puking. <laughs> so you can go ahead and do Yoda now. Are we? Maybe we should do the uh, triple banger lightning round. Question two, when are you going to do Yoda, Yoda, Yoda? Question one, scoliosis, the hidden killer? No. No? Why? I don't know. It just seems like it's contagious and no one's admitting it. (laughs) (laughs) That I really like. Um, Yeah, if you have bad posture and you hang out with people that have bad posture. I just think it's so fun. I think scoliosis seems like the least thing to worry about in the history of is, I mean, is it a terrible thing? It seems as like it's okay. No, I think it hurts and you start to get worse. What does it mean? Posture. It's the uh, it's curvature of the spine. Right. But don't we all have curved spines? I mean, look. I mean, now you're purposefully curving your spine. Yeah. Yes, all spines can curve. There you go. But all spines. That's a start. That's a start. All spines aren't supposed to sort of stay curved in mm-hmm. the wrong direction. Also, it can be lateral. So you're curved like this. Oh, see, that's no good. Yeah. That's why they call it the hidden killer. The hidden killer. Time now for Practical Living in Modern Age. Hey. Because we haven't done that in a while. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you Practical Living in the Modern Age. We've talked about how hard it is to be a performer because it's hard to sleep after your shows. Yeah. And it's created a lot of problems for a lot of people. I mean, I was reading an article about Elvis, and the conclusion was that it was so hard for him to fall asleep after these shows... He would take drugs to do that, and it was so hard to wake up. Then he'd wake up late in the day because of the, uh, you know, the different sleeping medicine, and then it just it becomes a vicious cycle, right? Yes. And I was thinking that the answer to this is morning shows. Because sometimes you go on morning shows. No, not morning TV shows, radio shows. I'm talking about concerts. I'm talking for musicians and comedians, morning concerts. Because you, then, you, then you can fall asleep that night like a regular person. But nobody what if, wants the rest of the world doesn't work like this. No one, so nobody, but what if you were so famous, so successful? I still wouldn't want to do it. The more successful you are. at 11 a.m. I wouldn't want to do it. See. People aren't going to laugh. I disagree. At 11 a.m. on a Saturday, they don't want to laugh. You I've can't a, do a show at 11 a.m. on a Friday. I've done a lot of these shows. 11 a.m. on a Sunday, everyone's too I've tired. I've done a lot of these shows like at corporates for like lunch, lunches, so that kind of I. thing, you after look, meetings. I can make people laugh, but not. it's not as easy. It's not as fun. You would. You just wouldn't be as happy. Mm, I think you feel pretty good when you're driving home and you've knocked out your work day by like 1 p.m. as a comedian. It's kind of cool. You don't think it would ever work as well. Because if you're that successful, you know, Best musician or the highest drawing musician of all time. Well, music is easier to do, and I think that he should have done that. And if he did, he'd be alive today. You think so? Just like Hugh Hefner, dead as a doornail, hard as a rock. <laughs> all right, so you're not going to give that to me. You're not going to give me the practical living in the modern age. No, I think that's a good one. I, I just don't think, I don't think it works like no. that. No, okay, I don't, okay. I don't think so. All right, what are you working on there? Uh, maskers. Oh, you guys want to, let's do some maskers. Yeah, I think that could be good. I mean, you know, the other thing we were going to talk about was uh, catching a bat with your bare hands. Yeah, we, we saw, we were watching this clip of this <laughs> athlete. I think it was uh, Ginobili for the Spurs. And he, I guess a few years ago, caught a bat with his bare hand. I mean, uh, and we were going, was, what, what, what does that mean? I mean, what kind of a person are you? I think it depends where you grew up, like what kind of animals but you could catch. He really, we what, saw him with his bare yeah. hands reach out, catch the bat, and he didn't kill it. Yeah. He just grabbed it and held on to it to give to somebody to take it outdoors. Yeah. yeah. But that's, I mean, if, if, if I was with you and you caught a bat, <laughs> I would never forget it. I would think you were... The greatest athlete on the face of the planet. Yeah. And I think if if Kate caught a bat, I'm not sure I'd ever fuck with her again. That's the other thing. It has kind of a level of intimidation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that person could catch a bat, what can they do to you? That's true. If you, I guess if you're in a, some type of dangerous situation and you, you feel like 
someone wants to do bodily harm to you, if you're to quickly, instead of striking them or trying to fight them uh, a battle you know you, you're going to lose, if you were able to catch some type of animal <laughs> and flash it in front of their face, hold it before them, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, yeah, they, if somebody was about right? to try and hurt you and you caught a bat in front of them, Or you just them, reached it's up. It's a great self-defense You just reached thing. up, and I know it would be a high, but you know, you could do this on the beach and caught like a, a, seagull. a, a, a seagull with your bare hands and held it before him. <laughs> They would not want to fight you at, at, that, owl, at that point. Yeah, if you're in the dead of the night in yeah. the woods, and then if you bite, hollow. you bite its head off, then they really, you really got something. Well, but owls also are predators, and they'll eat mice yeah. and things. So it could, it could tear into. Certainly, your the more ferocious the animal that you catch in front of whoever's trying to do bodily harm to you, it's going to help. Yeah. But what animals are nearby usually when you're being threatened? That's the problem. So, put all sorts of wild animals in your house. That way, if anyone breaks in. <laughs> Just, just reach over and grab, grab like an a animal. cobra. Just, just grab reach, a cobra. Reach out like, for a cobra. What? What did you come for? And hold a cobra before them. Reach out, <laughs> touch faith. No. What kind of animals could be loose in your house that you could just catch? We have a cricket. We have crickets in our house. Parrots. Now. I mean parrots. But that is not as intimidating. It's not You're intimidating. Like, the crickets aren't intimidating, think, but you have to parrots aren't intimidating. Yeah. It's got to be loose in your house. Catching a a fly is impressive, but not as impressive. The bat is just maybe the best thing you can catch to intimidate an intruder. Yeah. Well, you don't want bats flying around your house, though. I guess a goddamn alligator if you grabbed it by the mouth. If you have an alligator in your house, that would... But it's got to be flying. But now you you have to have a... nothing scarier than a bat. But something flying, catching it with your bare hands is... It's impressive. It's the most impressive thing. Like you could in terms of catching an or animal, or a snake. Catching snakes has always impressed me when people are ballsy enough to do that. I think alligator, you got that right though. If you're anybody that's, uh, I mean, that was they the sea. They deserve yeah. to die. Anybody They're that just can walking catch a sharks. They're just ugly walking sharks. You know, we went to an alligator you're afraid farm. Of sharks, you just don't go in the water, and they're like, "Oh man." But if you're afraid of an alligator and you're like, I'm not going to the water, the alligator's like, all right, I'll come to you. Yeah. We went to an alligator farm in Florida after I left you with the kids. And the uh, we went on one of those airboat rides. <laughs> and the, the guy was just so classic. The guy that ran that airboat ride was so classic Florida, like classic, like Southern bragging. He's like, I've been, he's like, I've been on this boat. I've been running this boat since I was nine years old, since I was in my britches. He was yeah. just like making bragging. No, I'm serious. And uh, my my son was like, "What's up with this guy?" I'm like, "I think this guy is sort of, you know, one of these kind of braggers, you know." But I mean, he was just like, "I've done three sixties in this airboat," and he was just just talking smack about all the different animals uh, that he's uh, seen out in the wild and that he's caught with his bare hands. I don't know for sure if he said he had caught a crocodile again, or not. Again, catching things with your bare hands very impressive, but I think it's got to be flying. You know, seagull would be impressive. Bat is scary and impressive. Crow would be weird. Red robin is just tasteless. Has there ever been a skydiver that that's part of their deal is they try to catch an animal on the way down? Uh, That is such a funny idea. (laughs) Skydiving to catch birds. Yeah. Wait, here's the trouble when you're lying down. Skydiving to catch birds. Air hunting. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I think it's right. Yeah. I think it's right. All right. So let's okay. do some maskers. Can I do some maskers? Um, yeah. Like 85% of superheroes, this is Maskers. I'll start. I like this by Smitty uh, or Smitty27. Mm-hmm. Lasagna. Spaghetti club sandwich. Mm, yes. That's pretty good. You know, I had lasagna over the break and... It tastes better the second day. We're pretty sure of that, right? Really? Cold yeah. lasagna is yeah. as good as hot lasagna. Yeah, it cold tastes better the second day. Cold pizza is not as good as And it kind of pizza. it kind of settles. Well, this is what I find interesting. You know, there's pizza pizza can be better the second day, right? Lasagna is anything else better the second day? Fried chicken can get close. Cold fried, I mean, do you heat it up? No, yeah, no, this is all, you gotta, you heat it up to find out if it's going to be, because that's be equals temperature as when you first date it. Does it improve? Shepherd's Lasa- pie. Because lasagna improves. She- shepherd's pie. Chicken pot pie, maybe? I'm trying to think, it's all sort of heavy 
Meatloaf is probably just as good, but it's not great anyway. Because um, check this out. This is the weirdest thing. My wife and I. A lot of sandwiches can be good if you yeah. throw them on on the fr- like uh, on the a second day. Pan. Yeah, yeah, second day because things settle. My wife and I uh, had our rollerblades. And they fixed. congeal. We had our rollerblades fixed. Yeah. And both of us felt like it wasn't worth doing because the wheels didn't turn very well. They were squeaking. We didn't use them for about a year. We were both disappointed. Like we should have just got new rollerblades. This was worthless. And we took them out the other day and played hockey with the kids. And both of us concluded that the rollerblades had lasagna themselves. They had become the lasagna of sporting equipment. Both of them were awesome. They weren't squeaking anymore. Uh, so what do you? Th- maybe something happened where the the ball bearing something settled. Yeah, or you just used them enough. No, we hadn't used them in between. We let them rest for a year. Maybe these Tweet me and let me know how that happened. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. Hey, here's another one. Ghost and Tokes writes, Lickety Splits, bowling alley name, ice cream shop name, or the new jargon for doing business, quote, downtown. Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. Ladies, keep <laughs> listening. Jazz uh, uh, Theory. No, 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 let's ask here. Let's find it. we got to answer this. Lickety Splits, bowling alley name. Do you like that better? Ice cream shop name. Oh, ice cream shop. Or the new jargon for doing business downtown. Yeah, um, Lickety Split was the name of the Denver. Uh, I like ice I cream like shop. I like it as a bowling alley name the best. Yeah, because you like to lick a bowling ball before you throw it though, which I've always thought was really gross. Because sometimes you'll put the tongue in one of the three in holes. one of the holes. Yeah, yeah, I know the blow hole. Yeah, the the, the blow hole of the ball. That's what the try the try blow hole. Yeah. They don't call a bowling ball hole the blowhole, do they? No. They should. Shouldn't they? The blowholes? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Chaz Theory writes, okay. hashtag maskers. If Jesus can walk on water, can he swim on land? Hmm. I don't think so, because the walk on water thing might have been a sandbar. That's mm-hmm. what some people are theorizing. Swimming on land just makes you look crazy. I mean, you can swim in the sand, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Just do the breaststroke. You won't get very far. That's true. You won't get very far, but you'll uh, you'll hurt your dick. <laughs> uh, uh, Tyler Gustafson's Gustafson. 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 Right. I, I is, pronounced that on purpose wrong. You're like oh, Gustafson. Right. Is there a cookie that doesn't taste better warmed up? I say nay. I, I think, I think he's right. I think they all. Yeah, you gotta warm it up. That's mm-hmm. like a pie, and you know what tastes just as good the next day mm-hmm. when you microwave it is pumpkin pie with ice cream. But you microwave it with the ice cream on it, not for too long. But that can be good. I see very little. Excuse me. I see very little reason to do pumpkin pie without the ice cream. I don't understand pie that isn't a la mode. Mm-hmm. I know. Put and the it, ice cream with it. They're brother and sister. Yeah. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Best friends. All right. So uh, if you shout at your dick, this is DJ Raw Shark. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, uh, if you shout at your dick while pleasuring yourself, is that master berating? Mm, yes. Yeah. And not only that, I love that you said dick. While pleasuring yourself, that's classy to use sort of a blue word and then pleasuring yourself, and then it all came together. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Just do, you, do, do you think people actually do that? Do they berate themselves oh, yeah, while like, they? Why are you doing this? You're disgusting. You're really? A dog. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, I did it seven. Ils I S Preek uh, writes P R E E K writes. This hashtag maskers. Hot and discriminatory is van het reek der duistertenis als meiske opgegroid tussen de gelovige van de islam hurde ik men alleen de goden christensen en de hollanders verloken en daar waar uh, ze iets nodig hadden liefde de geest 
van me middelchiedenen vroomheid. Hashtag maskers. That's a good yes. one. That was very really well phrased. So. Yeah. And you talk about um, great sort of joke structure. Yeah, I would hear le kamaska. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way that, that came together. Um, uh, pook noodle canoodler. Remember we did a, an episode where we were talking about cheesy come-ons you can do on the airplane? Here's one by Pook Noodle Canoodler. Uh, folks, the emergency slide folks. isn't the only thing rapidly inflating. <laughs> it's also Hugh Hefner's <laughs> dead dick. <laughs> Zachary Stower, one of the MVPs of the pod, writes, Serious brain confusion. Why is W pronounced W? but actually looks like a pair of slender Vs. Shouldn't, should W now be pronounced double V or be put back in those voluptuous curves? That's true. He's got a point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the W with the rounded bottoms is just a different font, but in my opinion, a better one because it looks more like a W. What do you think? Um, would be funny yeah, if I they would... change it to double V. Yeah, I don't because it wouldn't affect any words. That's only when you say the letter on its own. I think we need some new letters. I I I just don't understand why all these things stay constant. Add a few letters at this point. Yeah, and change the order. We've talked about that on the the show. Yeah, the 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 order isn't correct. There's too many. Some of the the letters at the end are just. I don't think they should have to wait back there that much longer again anymore. They should go up to the front. Front of the pack. I guess. Change I mean, the order. Is, is having Z go first like choosing a zero as your jersey number? Mm, we were talking about that. If you have zero as your jersey number, if you're a professional athlete, uh, historically, I think you're someone that likes to separate themselves from the team a little bit. Uh, but not the first one. Xavier McDaniel. I think he was the first. Um, okay. Here's a couple more, and we got to get out of here. Because actually, we got to go over the robe convention. You want to go over the robe convention? I mean, I'll Check go it out. I don't have a robe, but I can make one mm-hmm. out of pajamas. Mm-hmm. I always my with it. So this is a real one from Ted McGillicuddy. Oh, really? Touching legs for hours with a stranger on a plane more intimate than sex? I don't think it can be, but it's more intimate than any handshake can ever be. Touching legs on the plane, is that what you're saying? Yeah, having to have your legs touching. That's why you have to have the tent going so you don't really know who you're it dealing with tent. next to you. You can do that when you're not so huge. You, don't, you, you can't do the tent. No, when I use a bathroom in an airplane, uh, I have to lean to the side to fit in there with the low ceiling. I, I, I lean so low I can see all of the imperfections I did the tent. Penis. I did the tent for, for eight hours on the way to this Portugal trip that I had. And um, I was so thrilled that I did because when I unleashed my tent and looked to see the person next to me, and part of the key to the tent is that you don't want to see who's next to you on the plane because that is uh, it, it, it sometimes you can ruin. To, you and you're to, very close you to another to person guess. for a long time. Yeah, you're foot guess. Didn't do a lot of foot guessing on that trip, but guess what? Who was next to me? Someone who had a, a mask on their face. Like a, a sick mask, good, yeah. and they looked. They had spots on them. They looked like they were very, very, very sick, very and nice. it would have stressed me out to be worrying about that the whole trip. So it was probably the right idea. If two and a half people is a whole sour. If two and a half people, this is such a weird one. If yeah. two half people have a child, does that make a full half or a quarter person? I think a. Wow, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Well, that's a lot of math right now. Hmm. I think a whole person. Mm-hmm. Two half people have a child. The the project. I think it makes a whole. Yeah, two halves make proj- a whole. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, two halves make a whole. Drunk messaging says CSP underscore Charlie. Drunk messaging, inappropriate behavior, or postcard from Yonderland. Mm, nice. It's deep cuts. What do you I think? Like that. Yeah, I like that. I agree with that. It is. I think it's from Yonderland. Well, there are no postcards from. From Yonderland, are there? Not that sound anywhere near being cogent. I think, yeah, he may be right. Drunk texting can be a postcard from Yonderland. Mm-hmm. Ben underscore J Villa. Nothing writes, comes back from Yonderland. No, we, nothing. Yeah, nothing. So, so not. postcards can't be sent back. Yeah. Listening to music at the gym, slow mo training montage can be. Right, I think they can be. 
Seth Harris, better foot-related feeling. Putting on a brand new pair of socks or taking uncomfortable shoes off after a long day. I think it's the socks. You know I like the socks. Yeah, yeah. You know I think my theory is you, if you make enough money, you have a new pair of socks every day. I th- I like being barefoot, so I like taking off the socks at the very end. Depends where you live, too, though. You live uh, in a hot place. It. You better believe it. If you live in a hot place, then you want to have uh, no shoes Do on. you understand this? Uh, at Flartha, yeah. Greg H. writes, Hey, cashing in with TJ. At cashing in with TJ. Bridge mix. Where the fuck's the bridge? Hashtag masters. What is bridge mix? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so that's a, we're in the same boat. Where the yeah. fuck? Uh, at underscore cool wolf underscore endless writes, Old hermit holding a lantern pointing toward the western mountains as the next phase of my journey. Um, bro, si- spoiler alert, it's called Mab Quest. Not wait for a ratchet wizard to tell me what to do. Or, dude, seriously, ditch the lantern and just use your iPhone. First one. Longer, better. All of it. That's a long one. Is that a tweet? Yeah. Same guy writes, uh, same person, same lady, writes dill drums, the sound of pickles being beaten. (laughs) Dill drums, the sound of pickles beating your ears, sadly. So that's the dull drums. Dill drums. Dill pickles. Yeah. Dill drums. Dill drums. I, I've got the dull. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That, that'll do it. That'll really do it. Uh, Crimson Ninroot writes: Pour some sugar on me. Best song of 1987 or diabetic suicide note? <laughs> diabetic suicide note. <laughs> If you pour gravy, this is DJ Roshark. If you pour gravy on your penis while pleasuring yourself, is that considered master basting? He's got a couple. Is this the same one? If you use yeah. Crisco as a lubricant while pleasuring yourself, is that master baking? Not unless the yeast rises. <laughs> this is a whole sort of. So that was a trilogy of them, or is there more? Yeah, than and I that? love this. Ladles for peace writes: If a worm squirms and a hawk squawks does an anus squanus <laughs> for 12 and a half fans they create more maskers than you'd think you know I mean a lot of them are by the same people so if you've got a maskers it doesn't have to be funny it can even just be a question as long as it's not about masks just tag us at cashing in with tjm and that's it. Well, you know what? New producer Miles is just killing it. Yeah, thank you, Miles. We appreciate your uh, Miles Lasco has been producing the show. Sorry, at cashing yeah. in with TJ. Yeah. And you can tag at Cash Levy at not TJ Miller hashtag Maskers. You just ask us questions. Yeah, Let's absolutely. Let's get a few that are just interesting questions. Yeah, I mean, I would just put it this way. way. Maskers we like. Mm. Yeah. Are you going to do it? Crisco. Oh my God. Yoda's going to I'm now going to berate my... Filmmaking used to be a party, and now it's like can't smoke on screen. Like that's changed, but it's like, I yeah. I mean, I'm Larry Bird, Larry Bird used to eat smoke cigarettes at halftime, so it was more fun. They were real human beings. Right now, they're like every single waking moment is spent trying to perfect their craft, and in some ways, that's great because they're entertainers. We're talking about athletes, really. And they're entertainers, so We're you want them to athletes, be, really. Well, I'm talking. They are a form of entertainment. It's obviously a form of entertainment as we watch it. But still, I mean, it's also surrogate battle. But still, I mean, look at. It's very tribal. Okay, I gotta, I gotta show you a, a very picture. tribal. I, mean. I gotta show you a picture of Kenny the Snake Stabler. Okay. Okay. Um. 
Let me show you this. Kenny the Snake, they call him. Okay. He was, I don't know, 36. Okay. This is going to crack you up. So, this is Ken Stabler. He caught him the snake. He played for the for the Raiders. Um, Ironically, he said he had a, he had a dick okay. like a mongoose. <laughs> okay, look, look at him. This is Kenny the snake at the age of 36. Okay. No, okay. Yeah. Thirty-six years old. Now, that's not true. I'm serious. It is. I'm, I, I'm serious. I looked it up. He was thirty-six. Okay. <laughs> Tom Brady is forty-two. Yeah. You see what he looks like? Yeah. He's like a supermodel. He's like just as good looking as his wife. This guy <laughs> looks like someone you'd see at the back of a Ross Dress for Less going through the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was a professional athlete. Wait, right? go look up the refrigerator, Perry. Okay. So it was different back then. Look at him. Look at this. <laughs> Is that why they call it the snake? Yeah, the snake. And he was a great quarterback. He was an NFL quarterback. But that's just, they didn't stay in shape the way they do now. You know? That's uh, much more fun. I know. I mean, they were so real. These guys aren't having a ton of fun, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, look, here's the refrigerator, like Perry. Slap shot. I mean, that's a professional athlete, Fridge Perry. <laughs> <laughs> there is some hilarious thing about him. Him just eating, just eating like pizzas, yeah. you know, just 10, 20 pizzas. He's like a sumo wrestler. Yeah. He was really a special guy. He was one of my favorites.